Good evening, chocolate people. This is your host, AJ Jones, coming back to you again for another episode of the Chocolate Life Podcast. Once again, we have Chaplain McKay with us. How you doing? Hello, AJ. Hello, audience. Man, ah, you know, every once in a while, you got to take a break. And sometimes when you take that break, when you take those breaks, you come across people and information and it just gives you insight, you know, give you time. You know, not only are you relaxing, but you're taking in the sites, the people and the culture. Uh, for those of you who didn't know, uh, this past Saturday was my birthday and I was on a cruise. I went to the Bahamas. And it was Yay. amazing, some amazing people, and uh, it was it was a like like it was a life like I can honestly tell you like <laughs> when you're there you it's almost like man it's so just chill and laid back and then the people are, that are with you that are on the tours and on the boat like that they're that are from there they're like. They make you feel like you want to stay. <laughs> oh, so 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 uh, so is Bahamas in your plans to uh, it's, consider? It's, it, it, it is one of those places. Yes, it's okay. on the list. Okay. The well, while you were over there having a wonderful time in uh, the Bahamas, and happy birthday to you. Uh, <laughs> Over there in the Middle East is not changing subject because we're gonna get back to that because I don't even know the oh, title yeah. that you gave the podcast. The folks over in the uh, Middle, yes, they call the Middle East in in the in the uh, the western part. I mean, the far eastern part of what used to be under the uh, the the Kemet uh, territory. They were having right. uh, they were having a war. But anyhow, anywho, if you would uh, just let our audience know, unless they already see something I can't see, uh, the title of the podcast, and, and and we can go back to your your lovely vacation and then jump into it. However, you want to do this tonight, we we can talk about that at the end. But we're just gonna get into the good stuff. So the title is "What Is the Doctrine of Discovery." <laughs> So you, you want to tell the audience um, what it is and why we having this conversation? Sure. Okay. All right. So I did a little bit of looking up some things on this doctrine of discovery. Now, all right. Chief Justice John Marshall held that generally accepted principles of international law, discovery of lands previously unknown to Europeans gave the discovering gave the discovering nation title to that land against all others. The nation <laughs> discovering that land had sole right Mm -hmm. of acquiring mm -hmm. the sole right of acquiring said land and territory. So by by definition, could we say that the doctrine of discovery, just what you just read, is a white supremacy doctrine? Absolutely. Oh, okay. I, I want you to educate me tonight, so therefore, when people are listening, they gonna listen. You know how we can do some some uh, call and respond and question and answers. So, explain to the audience why there's a white supremacy doctrine. All right. So basically, let's okay. Let's use Mr. Christopher Columbus for example purposes as an example. All right. Now, this is a international law. At that, mm -hmm. 
Uh, okay, and let me get let me dig into some further background into this. So I'm I'm actually uh, I'm actually reading this out of an article. Okay, so the means by which a state can acquire territory in international law are conquest, cession by agreement, occupation of the land which belongs to no state, terra nullius and prescription through the continuous exercise of sovereignty. Discovery of a territory creates a mere inchult title which must be completed within a reasonable period by effective occupation of that territory. So I guess what I'm hearing is that these people decided within themselves that a place that had people because they say so, it becomes theirs. Right. So in essence, the United States, the the colonizers, the uh, imperialists, been occupying this place that we call the United States for all of these years on the a white supremacy doctrine. So could, could, could you tell me how that is any different than what the people who call themselves Israelis are doing with the Palestinians? It's it's the same thing, and it's now. I think the only difference is, well, I don't. I don't want to say the only difference is here because when people came to its shores, it was almost like okay, because they don't speak our language, we're going to take advantage of this because they did, you know, because these people who are already here didn't have any quote-unquote boundaries or or lines that definitively say we own this. They came in and chopped it up themselves and said, okay, but isn't that, we own But this. isn't that the same thing they did when they took those people in ships over to the area now known as Palestine, that they that they did that to them and these people were speaking arabic they don't they didn't they weren't speaking english so help me with what is different from what's going on right now and we'll get into the hamas stuff later we want the audience to know we're not co-signing with hamas killing anybody likewise we're not siding with israel for attacking all of these citizens because the Palestinian did not bomb Israel. Hamas did. However, the propaganda around the world is putting everybody in one big pot. It's just like one big Negro. They're, they're, they're every, I mean, the politicians, even in the United States, i.e., uh, Lindsey Graham and this woman running for president who is a Southeast Asian Indian, but now she is talking about they need to finish the job. So now we are into okaying genocide, uh, committing genocide on a whole group of people, but they pretty much been doing it on us. So I guess they're okay with doing it on the Palestinians. What yeah. say you? And it's it's it, it, it and it seems like it seems like one of those it seems like one of those things. It's like if these people belong to this, it's almost like okay, we want this area. You guys don't need to be here. So since you won't move, we'll do we'll move you for you, or we're going to make you move. Well. Um... Mm, actually, it's a little bit more nefarious than that. And uh, 
we didn't talk about this, but uh, the Belfort, 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 B Balfort, B A L F O R E, F O U R, the Balfour Declaration. You might want to look that up because it actually will give you the nefariousness of how these Zionists uh, came to occupy the Palestinian territory. That had been in the work for a while. And um, kind of like they did over, they were at, at, uh, for, for one point, uh, Churchill and their British imperialists were trying to send them over to the continent. But that was not going to work out because they had already done that with the 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 the, the melanated people from here who had been form, formerly slaves who went over to uh, Liberia and nobody talks about that. But that was not a that was occupation also, and it was also colonization. You had people going over there pretending to be taking the gospel and calling people. Savages. That's one of the reasons I stopped reading these black people who supposedly went all over the world to uh, bring bring their idea of God through this concept of Jesus to people. And it was so far from the truth. It's like, how dare you insult people calling them savages and heathens? And those are names that Europeans used to call each other. And now you're calling it to people that you don't know nothing about. So that's part of the reason I stopped reading some of their stories because they only highlighted the stories. If we go back, we can see a, a lot of indoctrination that we participated in, some willingly, some we were just totally ignorant of and just participating in stuff that white supremacy, and I will continue to tell the audience, white supremacy is a spirit and it's a spirit that has held the earth captive since the last ice age, which was almost 12,000 years ago, according to research. It's been holding the earth captive and it's been killing everything in its path and it's been destroying and dominating along the way. And in the 1400, it set itself up to be the imperialist of the world under this doctrine of discovery. And it was created by the church. Imagine that. The priests decided to work with the government to institute an, a, a, a concept for themselves that is so asinine. It's like, so you decided to play God. You decided to say who's human, who's uh, can be used as your your slave, I mean your your labor force for life. Oh well, use as your labor force because for life thing start uh, was later, and and calling people savages because they're not Christian and Christian Christianity. And the audience need to know that was a military um, endeavor. Military, yeah, military exercise. It was, it was a military. It was all, all of these religions have always been military exercise. Done with terror by the state. If you if you if you go back and look through history, I don't care whose history it is. It can be Indian uh, Indian history. It can be European history. It can be people on the continent. People on the continent have been conquered by everybody bringing their own form of religion. The Arabs did it first, and the Arabs did it first, and people forget the Arabs did it long before there was a person. Uh, they were doing it. Well, let me go back. They were doing it after this person they call Muhammad. They put into a doctrine to say they were following that. But early back in the the, what is the third century? The Arabs at that point was really Christians. And and somehow we miss that in all of our idea across the world mm. on understanding Christianity. And Christianity as the early people in the third century, it 
meant just an anointed one, which means anybody can be that. That has nothing right. to do with Jesus. But Jesus was attached to it so they could have their own hero story. Right. And uh, even okay, and even in that, um, people, uh, and even in that, um, I read the uh, autobiography of Malcolm X. Um, I've probably read it two or three times. And one of the last times I read it, I was late 20s, early 30s. And after reading it the third time, I was just researching different stuff and looking up articles. And somebody wrote an article basically saying, towards the end of Malcolm's life, he was actually thinking about going back to Christianity, but not the way that we view Christianity or what we're taught. He was, he was actually talking about going back and practicing early Christianity. And most people don't remember that he took a lot of trips to Eastern Africa, Egypt, Ethiopia, you know, that Kushite Comedic region, you know, and a lot of even, people. But even of, with him going there, and um, I'm not an advocate to be fixated on the idea or the concept of Christianity because Christianity, uh, the concept of being, um, I don't even know what that means, so I can't. I don't. I don't particularly care to use it, so I don't know what was in Malcolm X's mind and how he actually looked at that. And with somebody else telling me that, I, I can't really hold that story very close uh, with validity because he's not here to defend what he meant when he right. was trying to practice that. And looking at even all of, I am more inclined to ask people why is it they don't want to ask the help. And I'm going to use this for an example, because I know if you say call on your, your you know, like your grandmother, or your grandfather, in our, in our culture, you got all kinds of other folks tell you, you worshiping your ancestors, so what is it when people uh, do Halloween? Are they worshiping ancestors? Oh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So there was this guy who did an interview. He was an ex-Satanist. And he was like, and he, and he literally came out and said, as a Satanist, he said, I want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Christians, for letting your kids participate in our activities one time a year. Because guess what? He was like, the people that are making candy specifically for Halloween candy, he was like, you don't know that. He was like, Did you? He's like, these people don't know that there are Satanists praying over this candy, praying spirits into the candy. But, and but, there, but, go ahead. And then, you know, who's just talking about all he's just talking about all the things and all the rituals that go into praying for but, yes. in Halloween. But they okay, if 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 anybody would like to look up uh, the Grimm Brothers Grimm, look that up for yourself because those uh those are oh, stories. Yeah. Those are tales from Brothers Grimm. And there were two brothers who wrote stories about the ancient people who came out the dramatic people uh, context. And you need to read that to know for yourself that Halloween and Disney and all of these things, what they call them, Disney characters, they come from the Grimm brothers. And the Grimm brothers wrote about all of the hideous things that people did to children because Europeans, their culture does not lend itself to respecting children, old people, sick people, none of that. These people who came out of the Indo-European, coming out of the mountain, who used to be 
the pale, you know, Negroes, and then they lost their 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 complexion and their melanin. So now they're pale skinned Negroes. I'm gonna call everybody a Negro if I'm gonna call somebody a Negro. Uh, melanated people don't get to be called Negroes, and pale skinned people get to be called something that's above. No, they get to be called the same. You lost your melanin, so you're just more deficient. But people have not framed their own brain to look at uh, humanity in that light. Because all of these things we talk about in Disney are really horrible stories that they turn around. Same thing about Halloween. Halloween is a horrid, quote unquote, celebration or whatever they want to call it. And it has nothing. And see, if I use the term, it is uh, uh, talking about the dead, then people can get that mixed up with the Book of the Dead. The Book of the Dead is really talking about honoring life. That's what the original, not to, I can't even think of the word, but the, there is a beautiful word that I will have in the book that the people from the continent were called. They were they were the first people who populated the earth, who lived in peace for a long time, believe it or not, who set up societies. They were hunter-gatherers, and then they started what they call city building. That's what they did. And they all were melanin. The Sumer, the Sumerians, they were melanin. The Achaeans. Yeah. All of these people, the Babylonian, they were melanated people until the other folks start coming out the caves. And then you see all of these different mixing. And then you see all of these complexions change. Because first of all, the, this, the, the atmosphere has changed. So people are, are you're close to the equator, you're going to have more melanin. You're farther away from the equator, you're going to have less. And then the melanin, oh. go ahead. No, I'm glad you uh, keep going. I'm I'm gonna come in after. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna well, piggyback. On you you're right talking after. about fifty thousand years. So not only were they separated, and I have to keep saying that because the way Europeans teach history, they raised themselves up to be something special, and everybody keep following that model. They're trying to look like European, and every time they keep doing it, they keep destroying the world. That's what's happening on. Uh, over there in Palestine right now. And Benjamin Netanyahu, according to Egypt, he got warning of what was going on. So the question is, so did he allow that to happen so he can kill people? Now, I'm talking about mindsets. This is a mindset whose father was a historian who came out of, quote unquote, the Holocaust, Okay. His father was a historian. So how do you go from being a, 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 a descendant of a Holocaust survivor to being an absolute racist? That's why I came back to the concept that, quote unquote, Christians are the chosen one and all that kind of chosen for what? And yes, I grew up in that tradition, but I have long since decided that there are too many, first of all, there are too many uh, unexplained things in scriptures. And I'm, the audience need to look up the Hittites because the Hittites are supposed to be a part of Ham people, which means they're supposed to be dark-skinned. The Hittites are the this people who came out of Anatolia. So in other words, they were part of the people who went up to the mountains, the Ziggurat Mountains and all that area you call Syria now. That's where they came from, which means these people experienced the Ice Age. So all of these behavior, although they still got very, they still have melanin outward, inward, they have changed. Their behavior have changed because you're talking about almost 50,000 years. So in yeah. 50,000 years, you have separated yourself from the culture that you're actually coming back to start doing business with, uh, cohabitating with. It's kind of like how we marry people now. We don't know nothing about them. We just see them and they look good on the outside and we marry them. And then we find out we were sleeping with the enemy. Oh. 
And uh, to the point you were talking about earlier where you had that there were 50,000 years of being separated, you know, things of that nature. And I remember going to Australia and playing in that football tournament. There was one team in the tournament that was playing American football, and they were from where? They were from Mongolia. Mm. Now, seeing these guys on just on first, just at first glance, I thought they were from the Philippines. Mm, okay. You know what I'm saying? I thought they were from the Philippines. But, but so I guess you're getting at that we all had melanin, regardless if we were Mongolian or Japanese or Chinese or any of yeah. those or North Sentinel or quote unquote the Americas. I don't care if it's North, South, or Central. The yeah. first humans who occupied these lands we now call the Earth were all melanin. Mm-hmm. All melanin. But that part of history has been hidden. It's been hidden from the Chinese people, it's been hidden from the, the uh, Korean people, it's been hidden from the Japanese people. And the Europeans just kill, you know, they kill all of theirs out. But somehow they seem to think that they can get the energy of the the continent by stealing all of the the replicas of the pyramids and the pharaohs and keeping in keeping them in their museums, which it's like you're insane. Yeah. But this is this is the behavior and the spiritual makeup of a very depraved mind and an evil and hate, hateful spirit. It just is. So as I'm looking at the situation over in, wait, but let me back up a step. Why is it that everybody think uh, we're supposed to be team Israel when people, black people get killed in the, and I'm just talking about the United States. I'm not talking about the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, Why is it people, and I'm using that uh, uh, because I'm thinking about a basketball player who had the audacity to say why black people are not speaking up for Israel. Um, this is one of the person who said they, he's a part of a community, but at the same time, he didn't speak up for a basketball player, what he used to do himself for life. He didn't speak up he for him. He didn't speak up for Kyrie. Yeah, he didn't speak yeah. up. Yeah, he didn't speak up for that young guy when he was being dragged in public and, and humiliated by the so-called people who run the league, who quote unquote themselves are Jewish, but they are more white. Then they call on their, uh, their 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 faith tradition or their their heritage. I'm not sure how they got their heritage coming out of Europe, but that's what they've been. That's what they hold on to. So I'm gonna give it to them because that's what they call themselves. Just like a trans, you know, transgender person. If they want to call themselves something, we respect that and we let them have it. But I just want to know how is it that. We can't call out all of the people who kill us, but somehow when other people kill, and I'm not sanctioning any killing, so the audience won't get that confused. It's horrible for anybody to go and kill uh, a community as some type of revenge or whatever. I, I, I doubt if either one of these two groups of people have a plan B or C. And while we're thinking about it, I like to add this part. How is it that Hamas is doing all of this destruction when it was Israel who created Hamas? So somebody got to tell me, how is it Israel created Hamas? uh, Hamas? And this came on an article back in 2018. It says Hamas want to destroy Israel, right? But as uh, Mehdi Hassan showed in a new video on blowback, and I guess that's some type of podcast. 
Israeli official admit they helped started the group. So how do you start a group and now this group turn on you? Is this the same thing they try? What is what they call it when they say they put infiltrators in the uh, Black Panther group? So is it the same thing that Israel did that they were trying to create a group to guard the Palestinians and years later now it has backfired on them? I don't know. I'm asking. Oh, you're talking about uh, that blowback article on The Intercept? Yes. Okay, yeah. Wait a minute. Hold up. How There's, a, uh, there's another article. How Israel inadvertently created Hamas. Really? Oh, so they inadvertently. They didn't plan that. You don't inadvertently plan that when your government hey. officials and your military generals or whatever they call over there, they actually set that up. They're trying to set up, and I have to go back to this woman who trained with Mossad. And it's like, why are you training with Mossad? The lady who was, no, she still is. She is the police chief down in Memphis. And she trained with Mossad. So this is not a conspiracy theory. The world, the elites of the world are trying really hard to set up a one-word government so they can control people at will. Because Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, unless people have forgotten, Israel has been boycotting and protesting since January. That has not been on the American TV because that's not what they want the American to know, that Israel is not happy with their prime minister. Their prime minister is a person who pretty much like Donald Trump. They want to set up government where they can be a dictator for life. Netanyahu is trying to strip the, the, the Israeli government of its Supreme Court power, which means he wants to be a dictator. And He's now rule with an iron fist. And 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 I still say his his war allowing Hamas, because Hamas took the bait, and now he gets to destroy the whole area. And and he destroyed the area that didn't really even start the fight, which is insane. Yeah, it was all it's 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 kind of, it's one of those things where you you start this party and you're 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 well let me put it like this supposedly they were watching the west bank and that's where but you're 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 Mossad. you are you the uh israeli defense you uh, you can't convince me that these people didn't have intelligence when they have eyes everywhere. They have checkpoints everywhere. I know this because I've been over there. I've been into Jericho, been into these areas, and it's checkpoint left and right. And if you're not out by a certain time, you just cannot get out unless you go through the mountains and go a long ways to get back down to Jerusalem. You have to go almost all the way, all, almost up to Lebanon or Syria to. You know, because they have they have wires and they have people guarding all the way up to those uh, uh, property lines. Mm -mm. So they make this seem like, you know, it's an easy fix. It's not an easy fix. You put people on somebody else's property, kind of like the United States did with the indigenous people. And then they they took all of their land. And now they now they tell us we're not even indigenous. Because our skins are dark. Uh, you know, only the light-skinned people are those who took on the, the role of, I'm going to oppress, like the Cherokee did when they tried to take some of the dark people off of the Cherokee role. Mm -hmm. So you have everybody practicing white supremacy, regardless if they're supposed to be your family or not. That's what happened when we move ourselves away from Mayat which is you self-governing you, you doing self-reflection, you do, you learn uh, the morals and the ethics and you connect it to the earth. 
most of these people not connected to earth, the earth, they're not connected to anything. And they, they have no respect for anything but power. That's it. And now we got Russia and Ukraine fighting. And just like Israel tried to do with 9-11, they were successful this time. They shifted, they shifted direction on themselves. As I said, the man is just like Donald Trump. There is not a spotlight. There is not a spotlight he will not take up. And now Donald Trump is insulting Netanyahu. Because he insults everybody and because he wants to be a dictator. And I don't think he got the memo, but he's just going to be a jail prisoner. Because information is kind of seeping out and it's seeping out from the people he told, like the man who, was he from Saudi Arabia or where? The man who said Donald Trump showed him the, the, uh, the papers down at Mar-a-Lago. Uh, hold on. Let me look that up. I, I don't know which, which country it is, but Donald Trump, which is, I mean, that's quite sleazy. He has no respect for the United States. And you got people, people are so ignorant in this country and they just follow ignorance all the time. And somehow they have made us to be the object of all of their fearful, um, propensity to be insecure. That ain't our issue. So it's just up to us to educate younger people. And for those of you who are listening around the globe, if you want to be educated, that's what we're here for. And we're doing it piece by piece, article by article, event by event. But there are things that's probably happening in your country, just like our country, that you have to have a basis and a historical context to have real information. So you can decide, is this something you want to stand with or not? I'm not standing with anybody in Israel, the Palestinian, nor the Israeli, but the Israelis have hijacked the land and now they have done a hostile takeover with all the money the United States give them. Uh, because Israel was only set up. Israel was only set up to be a buffer between the the people that they call the Middle East or the Arab world against the European nations. That's that's it. But as long as these people have money, like just like uh, Israel set up uh, Hamas. Uh, what's the uh, Donald Trump's son-in-law? Jared Kushner, not the only supposedly Jew doing business with uh, Muslims. All of these rich people, they don't care. They have a problem with poor people. That's why they're afraid of all of the young leaders and the leaders who are telling Europe and the United States, you don't tell us what to do on the continent. I applaud them because- Absolutely. They are the only group of people who are learning how to work on the behalf of the people and not the, the puppet masters and the puppets who have been set in the place so they can keep the regimes going. They don't care about the people. They just care to put a dollar in their pocket. And that includes the politicians on the American soil, the politician on the African soil, the politicians on the Asian soil or wherever. Okay, so uh wait a minute. Um it's okay, the guy that was at Mar a Lago was from Russia. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy was Russian. So he is actually showing the United States highly classified secrets to a Russian official. Although Russia is supposed to be the enemy of the United States. So help me to understand, 
if Donald Trump is friends with the Russian government and the United States supposed to be an enemy of Russia, then how are our politics going to work with all of these people who want to put Donald Trump back in office? Help me to make sense because to me, that's a that is a recipe for disaster on an international level. You're right. You are absolutely right. And I don't have to. I don't have to like either one of these. In the same way with the Ukraine situation, uh, Joe Biden has done the same thing with the Ukraine. Only difference is that the man who supposed to be the president of Ukraine, he don't have half the smarts as Vladimir Putin. He was a the equivalent of a young Donald Trump because he was a theater actor. And they made him president. I don't know how many people know that. So he was a so he was basically a a Russian or he's basically a Ukrainian Ronald Reagan. Well, he was a, a what they call it a vest vest vestbian. Thespian. Vest, yeah, thespian. He was a thespian. I mean, that's that was his job. And now he running the country. It's like, how do you do that? That is a scary thought. But mm. over in the United States now, remember now these the, uh, these these people who want Donald Trump to be president, they had the same argument with this Vivek Ramaswamy saying that he doesn't have any uh, cabinet. Uh, he doesn't have any. He have never had a po political office, and I think somebody had to call whoever had that conversation with Vivek out because. They just had somebody who was president who had never held any political office. The only thing he has done is swindle the the, the world for 30 plus years. He swindled the world and Joe Biden has made policies that have hurt the black family for more than almost 50 years. Neither one of them have been helpful for us. Mm -hmm. So it's just time for us to start learning politics, but at the same time, advocate for ourselves. We can do like our, our elders did and our ancestors. They advocated for themselves. And we, and, and we got to learn how to have some more lawyers and stuff on our side so we can go after some of our land and get it back. Because the United States government is the reason why most black, most black farmers don't have their lands now. Land. Mm -hmm. But we don't know these things uh, if we haven't studied anything else. Uh, if we just only study one particular part of what we think life is about, just say religion. Speaking of religion, why is it that every year the church in the United States, and I don't care what tradition you're in, you follow the same lectionary? To me, that is the epitome of brainwashing. Because you don't even address the rest of the text. I just thought about that when I was. Yeah. You follow the same lectionary, the same scriptures, the same Bible story. And that's what you keep reciting. It wash, rinse, repeat. You don't get into none of the arena and specifically the stories of what they call the Kings and the Chronicles. People don't know nothing about them and supposedly the lives of these people who went through that. Because if they did, then they will know a little bit more about what real his history is about. And they wouldn't have all of these discussion about what is true in the Bible and what is not true. They will really, they will learn quickly. All you have to do is do a real educational deep dive into the people that they that they mention in their so-called to be religious texts and see how well it line up with the text. And then you will find out that even with this so-called Bible, all of these people were melanated point blank in the story. They are. Right. Except the, the made up people like Moses, like Jesus. Man. And then you have to like Noah. And, 
I'm and sorry. Then, and then you have pastors and scholars going around telling young people like me at an early age, you don't need to study actual natural history and study the Bible at the same time. And the minute that guy said that to me, I emit my first, my immediate first immediate response was, well, why not? And I'm going to tell you what made, and I'm going to tell you what made me say, why not? One of the first literature classes I took, Dr. Seeley McGinnis, he gave us a reading assignment and the poem was called Hymn to the A-Time. What to the A-Time? Hymn to the A-Time. Oh, okay. Translated uh, the, a poem to the sun god. Oh, okay. And then he asked us to read uh, I think it was Psalms 105. It's either Psalms 104 or Psalms 104. 105. Psalms 104. I know where you're going, but it's 104. Go ahead. And he was like, okay. <laughs> he was like, why? He was like, why does this poem he was like, why is this poem sound so much like this scripture or is it the other way around? Oh, that's a good one for for the people who are listening, for them to go and, you know, look that up for themselves. Because he just had you to do your own research and you wrestle with it. I, I love what he did with that. And And here's the crazy part about it. This is this is part of his English. Uh, this is part of his uh, English lit class, freshman English lit. That's like mm-hmm. the third assignment of the semester. It's well, like it appears to me that he was trying to get people. Well, if you do something early in the course, people have an opportunity to go back and revisit. If you wait till the end of the course, the way. Uh, it was done to us in church history. And you seem to, as the professor said, they they ran out of time. No, you run out of time when you intentionally do not make preparation for the things that are important to the people who need to know. You make time for ancient indoctrination from the third century from, the, the, the Council of Nicaea, and then you fabricate it, and you never talk about why the Western Church and the Eastern Church broke up and never went back together again, even to this day. Mm. Now, if you ask any preacher that question, most of them will either look at you me- like you got your head turned around, twisted. Or they're just not gonna have an answer because they uh, haven't been studied. Huh? Or they're gonna tell. Or they're gonna tell you. Um, let me get back to you on that. And never do. Uh huh. Yes, that's always a safe answer. Let me get back to you, and they never get back to you because all of this stuff still ties into how Europeans decided a document that they made up to give themselves an excuse to come over and slaughter people. And they brought wild dogs, did you hear me? To savagely tear people apart. They are no different than Hamas and they still are no different than Hamas because one of the police who killed Elijah McClain was just found guilty although he won't be sentenced to January, which is a long ways off. It's like, why y'all waiting? One of them was was acquitted. Don't understand that either. When all of these people need to be in jail for killing that young man who had a blood disorder with a mask on his face and who was just going home and they did him, they did him like the folks did George Floyd. So obviously that was on the internet that people had been doing that around the country before then. But be perfectly honest, that's the same thing they did with Eric Gardner. Gardner. 
governor. Mm -hmm. And the same thing they did with Star, uh, 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 Captain Sterling. Captain Sterling. I mean, this is, I mean, these barbaric behaviors occupy this territory. So to talk about Hamas and not look in their own faces, it's like you're not, you're not, gen, you're, you're disingenuous because both of these behavior are barbaric. And so are the Israeli Defense Force who's killing all of these people and they don't care about killing their children. Because there's always been the mindset, you kill one of you, uh, you kill one of us, that's been an Israeli statement. We will kill a hundred of you. So we get, we, we have, go ahead. That's even, that's even said by Israeli special forces. Oh, I know that. But the whole idea is nobody seemed to be bothered specifically in the United States, like that basketball player had the audacity to try to ask people why they not, you know, people are in the streets now and, and everybody is not in the street, quote unquote, saying yay for Israel. The point is, why don't they pull back some? Because once they finish killing the Palestinian, okay, what they going to do on the world stage? Who they really think going to be with them? Nobody. When it's all said and done, nobody's going to be with that country. And here, here's the, here's, I'm going to tell you the, one of the main reasons why Amar Stoudemire said what he said. He pretty much got pushed out of the NBA because of an injury to his eye. His last years playing basketball were in the Euro League. Where in did what? he play? In the Euro League. And okay. guess where the team was that he played for in the Euro League? Oh, so he is taping for Israel. Yes. Oh, okay. He played for Tel Aviv. Oh, okay. So he's okay. That well, that makes sense. He is taping for them because they're paying. They paid him money. And, and, and we got it. We and said so we got it now, Stalemar. We got why you caping for them. It don't have anything to do with you loving the Israeli people who got injured, or you saying that Hamas, because it's Hamas who killed the people, not the Palestinians. And people keep mixing the two. That's just like saying the uh, uh, what's them folks that used to kill black people, the Ku Klux Klan. White people don't want to be claimed with them. Man, no, they don't. Or the you white nationalists, everybody want to say that's a fringe group or whatever. But you're gonna, you got this. This conversation is you're going to put all the Palestinians in with Hamas, and you're gonna keep, you know, spitting that narrative out so people can be brainwashed to look at Palestinians as if they are they they carrying some type of weapon. And then you have to ask them who. Not only did they create them, but where did these people get their weapons? Nah. Israel. See, it's a lot of unanswered questions. It's kind of like when uh, the people got the guns on the streets of Chicago because some of our nice government people just dropped them in the neighborhood. Don't think for one moment that this is not... Uh, a game plan that's played out across the world. Yeah. So if Hamas was created by the Israelis, then wouldn't it be that the Israeli also supplied them with weapons? I don't know. But if you set up this group that you call a terrorist group, so why would you even set up a terrorist group? I cannot I'm understand that. That's the same thing with uh, the Coney guy and 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 Boko Haram. You know, hmm. Joseph Joseph Coney, you know, France gave him his weapons. But that's the whole thing. Yeah, like white supremacy always want to make sure their hands. It's it's like an assassin. Okay, you're going to make sure it cannot be traced back to you. 
You pay him to get in, do a job, and get out. Yes, pay them to get in, do a job, get out. Don't let it come back to me. And uh, next week we can have another conversation because uh, I found a story today. I mean, like I said, it's just it's it's horrible. And if we don't come together as humans, everyday humans, to talk about the ethical dilemma of the world and the moral compass within ourselves or the lack of a moral compass. You can expect these so-called the uh, government officials, the, the police, the the FBI, the CIA, your your presidents of whatever country, they're not gonna resolve anything because they 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 get their money from the the elites of the world. The elites of the world. I just found the story and I'm looking for her book, but I could not find it. And I wonder, did I could I could I not find her book because it was in French? Or could I not find her book because Jeff Bezos does not want her book to be out there on uh, publication? This lady used to work for UBA. UBA is the world's most prestigious bank. And she became a whistleblower. She didn't know it at that point, but she did. And she lost her job. Six years after she found out that they were they were doing bank fraud and they wanted her to destroy all her records. And she said she she did what you don't do with rich people. She said no. Yeah. But what we can do with some of these things, since we just trying to be an hour uh, having a discussion uh, you know, you talked about starting a digital media platform, a digital, what is it, magazine or whatever. Digital magazine. Uh, we can actually start putting some of these articles out there. People want to find their own work. We don't make stuff up. That's one thing. I have no interest in making stuff up. But if you want to start doing your own um, uh, research and find out some of this stuff that we're talking about because it's 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 from reporters and if if it's a lie then take it up with the reporters from uh, journals and news outlets across the country across the world because I got a one article from Al Jazeera and that that's definitely not United States but for the audience for you guys that's listening if you want to uh, you want to tell them about it AJ about uh, the Oh, the, the digital, digital magazine. Yeah, digital magazine. Just give them a clip of that something you you know you're planning to do or whatever. Okay, so the name of the digital magazine is named after the podcast. It's called the Chocolate Life Magazine. Okay. Um, uh, we're base basically everything we talk about on this podcast will be talked about in the magazine, and a lot of the things that will be written about in the magazine are things that you know, obviously are going to be researched. <laughs> and well, we're going to cover... Can I say this? The idea yeah. for me is just to uh, do, a, you know, a corner since, you know, you asked me to do some things just to do a, a chaplain corner where I give, a, you know, maybe a commentary, but give them the, the, the name of the article and the link. In other words, not to just rehash everything we talk about, but let them right. do their own research. So if that's something they want, that's how uh, I will send it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. But yeah, that that is in the works. That is in the works. One hour doesn't seem like a long time when we start talking. It doesn't. Uh. <laughs> It goes by, it just seems to go by pretty quick. Well, um, we we try to cover, I think we try to cover things that are important to people, especially when they don't get the news. Uh, they don't get, you can get different points of view. And what we're going, what we're trying to do since we got a little bit more freedom than some people across the world where they can't say anything unless they are censored they're monitored, I'm, and we probably are too, but we don't know it as much. And, or, or people come in and just drag you out of the house, and we haven't gotten to that point yet. 
doesn't mean that they won't start doing it with us, but we are learning how to work better together as a group of people. And hopefully we can make this spread across across the world. If people oh, yeah. really if people really want to be a voice for themselves and their community, that's what we're trying to do. But you have to want to do that because you can't look we nobody in this world from what I've been studying can look to their government. You have to look to you. And if you have you have that spirit, that light, whatever tradition you're from, if you, you have it in you to have a, be a moral compass and the ethical uh, insight to do something different that will help humanity and not try to kill people. The only thing we're trying to do is say, we're human too. You don't get to make us a subhuman. You don't get to make us less than human. You don't get to make us your your working category. Those days are done. We're trying to make it back to our original Aboriginal people who did not work for anybody. Everybody worked for themselves. That's what hunter-gatherers do. They work for themselves, but they work with the community and they work with the earth. And the only thing we see is the elites try to destroy the earth so they can be the only people who have a good life. I.e., I'm, I'm, I'm getting on a tangent now, but that's the same thing these people have done in Hawaii. And they stole the land, and now I find out, and I think we talked about it on another podcast, Oprah Winfrey's like, why do you buy a thousand acres of land from people? What are you trying to do? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She also has a house in the Bahamas. Well, I'm not surprised. Uh, I, 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 and ironically, Michael Jackson's property in the Bahamas as well. Well, I mean, but Michael Jackson, I get it that these, the you know, these celebrities do different things, and we still don't know all the stuff that Michael Jackson used to do. We just know some of the stuff that people said. Michael Jackson was was a a man ahead of his time, and he was trying to own all of his stuff. He just got connected with the wrong people. And he didn't have a good circle. And we just now finding that out. Same way about Prince. They didn't have a good circle of people. And that's what happened when we go against our own and people end up dead because they they are there pretty much. They're working with energy that's just trying to get as much as they can out of you. And then after you, after they get it out of you, if they got anything that they can call dirt on you, they just put you out there for the wolves, you know, and then everybody devour you. That's that's the other reason why we can't look to these so-called be celebrities or any of these people as a leadership because they can't lead us. Mm-mm. They really can't. But anyhow, that's my two cents. <laughs> all right, all right. Yep. Well, AJ, I appreciate you having me on here. Uh, hopefully, eventually, we can get around to you helping me set up a, a podcast where. Uh, I can really do some things different than what we do here, but at the same time, it will be to help the community to grow. So I appreciate you once again for allowing me to be a part of your discussion. No problem. You are always welcome here. Always. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, people of the chocolate verse, the cocoa verse, chocolate people. Um, that is all that we have right now. We'll be coming back to you on your regularly scheduled time on Thursday nights at nine o'clock. Ten o'clock. And, oh, ten o'clock, I'm sorry. Remember I don't Man, that unless we, uh, I, I mean, unless we can do something maybe on a Sunday, if that's something we can kind of look at for the future, because on Sundays I can actually do a nine o'clock or even an eight o'clock on Sunday nights. That's something we can talk about later, though. Yeah, 
Yeah. And then if that's something you want to put out there, if we can agree on that, then I think that time, but it, it has to be 10 o'clock on Thursday if we do. Yeah, we're, we're, we we can work on that. We can work oh, on okay. that. Yeah. So I think that is all for this particular episode. And uh, we will talk to you good chocolate people later. Uh, as uh, the people of SNCC said back in the day, back in the 60s, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Holla if you <laughs> All right. Okay. Good okay. night, people. <laughs> Good night.